Recorded Books presents an unabridged recording of The Unquiet by John Connolly, narrated by George Guidel, and directed by Jeremy M. Brewer. This book is copyrighted 2007 by John Connolly. This recording is copyrighted 2007 by Recorded Books. Daniel Clay, a once respected psychiatrist, has gone missing. His daughter insists that he killed himself after allegations surfaced surrounding the harm done to patients in his care. Now a killer, obsessed with finding the truth about his own daughter's disappearance, is seeking revenge, and private detective Charlie Parker finds himself trapped between those who want the truth about Clay to be revealed and those who will go to any length to keep it hidden. And now, The Unquiet. Part 1. Where can a dead man go? A question with an answer only dead men know. Nickel Creek, when in Rome. Prologue This world is full of broken things. Broken hearts, broken promises, broken people. This world, too, is a fragile construct, a honeycomb place where the past leeches into the present, where the weight of blood guilt and old sins causes lives to collapse and forces children to lie with the remains of their fathers in the tangled ruins of the aftermath. I am broken, and I have broken in return. Now I wonder how much hurt can be visited upon others before the universe takes action, before some outside force decides that enough has been endured. I once thought that it was a question of balance, but I no longer believe that. I think that what I have done was out of all proportion to what was done to me, but that is the nature of revenge. It escalates. It can't be controlled. One hurt invites another, on and on, until the original injury is all but forgotten in the chaos of what follows. I was a revenger once. I will be one no more. But this world is full of broken things. Old Orchard Beach Maine, 1986 The guesser removed the fold of bills from his pocket, licked his thumb, and discreetly counted the day's takings. The sun was setting, shedding itself in shards of burning red like blood and fire in the water. There were still people moving along the boardwalk, sipping sodas and eating hot buttered popcorn while distant figures strode along the beach, some hand in hand with another, and some alone. The weather had altered in recent days, the evening temperature dropping noticeably, and a sharp wind, a herald of a greater change to come, toying with the grains of sand as dusk descended, and the visitors no longer lingered as they once did. The guesser felt his time there drawing to a close, for if they wouldn't pause, then— He couldn't work, and if he couldn't work, then he was no longer the guesser. 
He would just be a small man standing before a rickety assemblage of signs and scales, trinkets and baubles. Without an audience to witness their display, his skills might as well not exist. The tourists had begun to thin, and soon this place would hold no appeal for the guesser and his fellows, the hucksters, the Nicolaride merchants, the carnies, and the flimflam men. They would be forced to depart for more rewarding climes, or hole up for the winter, to live on the summer's earnings. The guesser could taste the sea and the sand upon his skin, salty and life-affirming. He never failed to notice it, even after all these years. The sea gave him his living in its way, for it drew the crowds to it, and the guesser was waiting for them when they came. But his affinity for it ran deeper than the money that it brought him. No, he recognized something of his own essence in it, in the taste of his sweat that was an echo of his own distant origin.